0: on a chilly autumn morning in 1724.
1: A wooden cart escorted by mounted marshals and uniformed guards
0: pushes its way through the streets of London.
1: The rowdy procession cheered on by the largest crowd the capital has ever seen.
0: 200,000 of them, a third of the city's population.
1: Lining the route along Holborn
0: and Oxford Street
1: all the way to the dreaded Tyburn.
0: They're here to salute Britain's first celebrity,
1: Cockney hero Jack Shepherd.
0: The original,
1: the first,
0: Jack the Lad.
1: On a one way journey from the city's most notorious prison
0: to the Hanging Tree,
1: where the condemned meet their grim end.
0: At the place known as Tyburn,
1: where Marble Arch stands today.
0: But Jack, has no intention of being a victim of the noose.
1: And the crowd is willing him to make one more great escape.
0: After all, that is what the tiny trickster has always done.
1: That is what made him the famous Jack the Lad. Our 18th century superhero story starts in East London in 1702. I was christened in Stepney Parish. Me father
2: were a carpenter, but he died when I was four, so me mum takes a job as a servant to Mr Kneebone, what has a draper's shop on a strand. So
1: Jack grew up in the heart of London.
0: And when we say grew up, he never passed five foot three, was gaunt, thin and spoke with a stutter.
1: Poor little Jack.
2: For all her toils, me mum never had no money. We had nothing to eat and she... Me and my brother off to Mr Garrett's workhouse school.
1: Garrett's workhouse was not a punitive poverty pit. London orphans were sent there to learn a trade.
0: Which is what happened with Jack and his brother Thomas.
1: But Thomas was a natural-born thief.
0: Who stole carpentry tools and was branded on the hand, marked as a criminal.
1: Leaving the workhouse, teenage Jack was apprenticed to a carpenter in Covent Garden.
0: And Mr Wood
1: appropriate name for a carpenter.
0: And Jack learnt the trade, unpaid for six years.
1: Apprentice boys were regarded as roustabouts and troublemakers.
0: Making up half of the criminals hanged at Tyburn.
1: Regularly condemned for petty pilfering from their masters.
0: And by the time Jack reached 21, he was tired of the rules and regulations of the unpaid apprentice life
1: locked up every night in his master's house. One evening he broke free.
0: I made a joke of the locks and bolts and entered in and out of the house at my pleasure.
1: And no matter how many times he escaped Master Wood's house...
0: I was always in me bed in the morning.
1: By night our Jack stalked the Covent Garden taverns. That
2: place was the cause of my ruin. I blames the Black Lion Ale
1: House in Trury Lane. Hunters at the Lion downed beer at fourpence a quart.
0: Tuppence bought enough gin to leave them snoring in the straw.
1: And another tuppence paid for a night with one of the tavern women.
0: Jack quickly fell under the charms of one of the ladies of the Lion. This wicked house and Bess took me on a train of vices.
1: Bess was Elizabeth Lion, alias Edgeworth Bess named for her place of birth in edgware.
0: Big Bess stood tall and wide over the five foot nothing Jack.
1: She was a buttock and file.
0: A buttock was a prostitute.
1: A file, a pickpocket.
0: So a buttock and file would love you and then rob you.
1: Doubly screwed you might say, as Jack did say.
2: Bess wanted everything, the
1: dresses, the drinks, So Jack began his life of crime for the love of Bess.
0: At least that's who Jack blamed.
1: Stealing from the merchant houses around Covent Garden.
0: Using his carpentry skills to break in.
1: His first victim was Mr Baines. I removed the bars from the kitchen
2: window and from the back of the house and got him through the kitchen. I got seven quid in chink and some other stuff and I walked out of the house, locking in the front door and replaced the bars around the back.
1: Jack left no trace of a break-in and Bane's poor house servant got the blame for the robbery.
0: Jack's next victim was his landlord.
1: Mr Charles of Mayfair.
2: Oh, a glaze, jumped in and got £7.10 and shillings and five large silver spoons, six silver forks, six gold rings and
1: four suits of cloth. For the first time in his life, Jack was making money.
0: He quit his apprenticeship.
1: And together with his brother, who'd been released from jail,
0: and Edgeworth Bess, they formed a gang.
1: Thieving from house to house.
0: From Mary Cook, a fabric merchant stealing
1: 24 yards of cloth worth £55. Pound. The house
0: of Mr. William Phillip taking
1: £15 pound in coin.
0: Jack and Bess moved up market, renting a home in Piccadilly.
1: I like city here, Jack.
0: He was making more money in a month than a carpenter in a year.
1: London's new Georgian merchant houses made rich pickings.
0: Jack's pilfering had caught the eye of London's thief-taker general.
1: The infamous Jonathan Wilde.
0: And nobody defied his vice-like grip on vice. 300 years ago, there was no police force in England
1: but there were thief-takers. Private criminal catchers. Jonathan Wilde pocketed £40 for every criminal he brought to the gallows. £10,000
0: in today's money.
1: Wilde was making a fortune from the lives of crime, as Jack lamented.
2: <laughs> I often complains about the wicked practices of thief-taking. The catcher living sumptuously deserves the gallows as
1: much as any of us thieves. Though Wilde cut a convincing figure as a bewigged and upstanding Georgian gentleman...
0: In reality, he was a violent gangland boss...
1: ...who cut off his wife's ear with a knife... ...and ran a gang of thieves... ...dressing them in finery so nobody would suspect them... ...hiring a dance instructor to teach them to move gracefully... ...filling warehouses with his stolen goods, ready to be exported to the continent...
0: Wilde tried to convince Shepherd to become part of his rig
1: What he called his
2: corporation of thieves He complimented me on my successes Saying I had both an hand and an edge Admirably turned to business And that I should be welcome to him But Jack refused
1: Wilde's offer
0: Making an enemy of the worst enemy he could have
1: Our Jack was now a marked man
0: one evening, he met Jane
1: Sykes. Alias Helen Fury, bounty hunter.
0: Who invited him for a game of skittles.
1: It was Jack who was bowled over.
0: Snitched on by Sykes, he was arrested and sent to the top floor of the prisoner locker in St
1: Giles. But rather than wait to appear in front of the magistrate, he bought his six years of carpentry training into use. I had nothing but an old razor
2: in my pockets. Being two stories up, I cut a stretcher from the chair and began to make a breach in the new roof. He cut his
1: way through the crumbling roof of the prison,
0: using prison blankets to drop down to the ground floor,
1: where he blended in with onlookers who gathered below and distracting them by pointing up and shouting, Look, look, there he goes, behind the chimney, disappearing. Through the curious crowd,
0: having spent less than three hours in the lockup,
1: but now Jack was a wanted man.
2: Please, Jack, please stop! He's gonna end bad, and what's your poor mum gonna do with you in the clink? I raised you and your brother good, not for thieving.
0: The more Jack's mother pleaded with him to stop stealing the more brazen he became.
1: As soon as he was out of the lockup, he was back at work as a footpad, working the streets around Leicester Square. Crossing Leicester Fields one evening, he
0: saw a thief trying to pickpocket a gentleman's watch.
1: During the scuffle, Jack tried to grab the booty.
0: The cry went out. A
3: pickpocket! Stop!
1: Thief! And our lad was quickly apprehended, seized by a sergeant of the guard.
0: Skilled as he was at escaping prison, He was useless at avoiding capture.
1: This time finding himself in the new prison in Clerkenwell.
0: Where Bess paid him a visit.
1: Look what I got for you. What a clever girl you is, Bess. A file. But Bess was as bad a criminal as Jack.
0: The file was discovered.
1: Bess arrested.
0: And the two now imprisoned together as husband and wife.
1: Literally chained together with heavy double links.
0: But the jail was no match for Handy Jack
1: disposing of the shackles
0: he went to work on the cell window
1: by two in the morning he'd removed an iron bar from the window
0: and bored through a nine inch oak beam
1: the window breached Jack moved out onto the ledge
0: to find himself two stories up looking at a 25 foot drop
2: Bess, take off your petticoat oh,
1: Jack, you scoundrel
2: I'll oh, save that for later Bessie Pass me your dress as well Making a rope from Bess's clothes He pushes Big Bess through the window
1: And they descended
0: together Only to be faced with another high wall and gate
1: Avoiding the prison guards He climbed the gate By driving his sharp dagger into the wood And hauling himself up
0: He might have been small But Jack was strong
1: He pulled Bess up and over the gate
0: Escape number two
1: Tabloid true crime stories were all the rage in Georgian England.
0: And Jack's escape caught the attention of the best crime reporter in London.
1: No less than Daniel Defoe.
0: Bolstered by his notoriety, Jack found himself a new accomplice.
1: Teaming up with a scar-faced blue-skinned Blake. The pair
0: went on the scamp.
1: Highway robbery. Holding up coaches to the
3: north of London in Hampstead.
1: During one robbery, Jack got into a fight with a footman, as Defoe recounted.
3: Shepherd and Blueskins were out upon the Hampstead Road, and there stopped a coach with a ladies' woman in it, from whom they took but half a crown, all the money then about her. The footman behind the coach came down and exerted himself, but Shepherd sent him in up to his post again by threat of his pistol. About nine the next night, they robbed Mr Pargiter, a chandler of Hampstead of rings and watches. When robbed, poor Mister Paget, who was very much in liquor, and only three shillings in his pocket, which they took from him, Blueskins knocked him down twice with the butt end of his pistol, though excess of drink had done that before. But Shepherd did, in kindness, raise him up again.
1: Jack's exploits were the talk of London.
3: But instead of keeping his head down,
1: our man went back to Covent Garden,
0: or as Defoe put it, Jack
3: returned like a dog to his vomit.
0: Even stealing from the one person who'd been kind to him.
3: His former master,
1: William Kneebone.
0: Realising the culprit was neighbourhood thief Jack.
1: Kneebone contacted Jonathan Wilde.
0: And Wilde knew how to get to Jack.
1: Cornering a terrified Edgeworth Bess in a brandy shop. I don't know! Get off! Get off me! Where? the house of Blueskin's mother in Rosemary Lane.
0: She betrayed me to Jonathan Wilde. God forgive her. I do.
1: In prison for the third time.
3: Defoe told his readers. Yesterday, Jack Shepherd, the notorious housebreaker, was committed to Newgate Jail, having been retaken by Jonathan Wilde. Experience has confirmed that everlasting maxim, that there is no other way to protect the innocent but by punishing the guilty. In
1: August 1724, Jack's case made it to trial
3: at the Sessions
0: House at the Old Bailey.
1: The courthouse was bizarrely set up, with only three walls.
0: The judge and jury were inside the building.
1: The trial criminals caged outside the prison.
0: This arrangement was because Newgate was a poisonous pit of contagion.
1: Rampant with typhoid fever.
0: And when several judges and jurors died from the contagion,
1: they attached a holding pen outside the courtroom.
0: With prisoners waiting in the rain and snow to hear the verdict.
1: Trials were short, with dozens convicted every day.
0: In less than 30 minutes, an entire case, defence, prosecution, witnesses prisoner testimony and verdict was hurried through.
1: Jack, Jack was Jack, called to the bar. Bored,
0: Literally, boy. a wooden bar separating
3: the prisoner from the judge and jury.
1: William Kneebone gave evidence against Shepherd.
3: The prisoner hath some time past been in my services. On 12th of July last, 11 at night, I saw all my doors and windows made fast, then went to bed. I was called up at four in the morning and found my house broke open. The bar of my cellar windows was cut, the bolts of the door drawn back, the shutters broke, and a 108 yards of woollen cloth and two silver spoons taken away. I presently suspected the prisoner, as he had caused some ill actions in the neighbourhood, and by acquainting Mr. Jonathan Wilde with it, the accused was apprehended and committed to the new prison. I went to see him there, and, I asked him how he could be so ungrateful as to rob me after I had shown him so much kindness. He confessed,
2: I has been very ungrateful in doing so, sir, but
1: I've been drawn into it by ill company. Then Jonathan Wilde gave testimony.
0: He would only get his reward if Jack was convicted
3: and hanged. Gentleman Kneebone told me that he suspected the prisoner and desired me to inquire after the goods. Understanding that the prisoner was acquainted with a man known as Blueskin and William Field, I sent for Field and told him that if he would make an ingenious confession, I could prevail on the court to admit him as evidence.
1: William Field was Wilde's key witness in the case against Jack.
3: An opportunist
0: ready to testify for cash
1: one of a group of men who stood outside the courthouse
0: Advertising themselves with a piece of straw in their pocket or
3: shoe
1: They were known as straw men
0: Field took the stand
3: Jack Shepard told me and Blueskin that he knew a king where would to get something to worth So we go to the Kneebone's house, go into the cellar and brought out three parcels of cloth, what we carried away
0: But Field had no part in the robbery and was simply repeating what Wilde had told him to say.
1: Jack protested. William Field
2: is an old offender, a a frequent criminal at the bar, a cheater on youth such as myself, what brings us to
1: ruin. But the jury was made up of men of property who knew Shepherd's reputation.
0: Not surprisingly, the verdict was
2: guilty if my lord can seek to send me to the americas it would be a mercy on a youth such as me to see
1: the right way forward but his notoriety worked against him
0: jack was condemned to hang
1: Death Row at Newgate
0: was the grimmest prison dungeon in the city.
1: The floor was so ridden with lice, there was a crunching sound as you walked.
0: As Jack counted
2: down the days
0: to his appointment at
2: Tyburn,
1: he never gave up hope.
2: If I had a file, it would be better than all of the gold mines
1: in the world. He was visited by two women.
2: Paul Maggot
0: and his one-time girlfriend, Edgeworth Bess.
1: Can you forgive me, Jack? I never meant to tell on you. I was scared, Jack. Scared of what that bastard Wild would do to me. He'd cut me throat for nothing. I've got something to make it up to you.
0: While Bess pretended to talk to Jack in his cell, She passed him a file.
1: That he used to cut the bar in the cell door.
0: Then he put on the set of women's clothes that Bess had smuggled in. Paul
1: Maggot hid in Jack's cell.
0: And Bess, with Jack,
1: pretending to be Paul, the dress covering his prisoner chains,
0: left the prison.
1: A few minutes later, Paul strolled out past the guards. Good day to you, jailkeepers.
0: When the turnkeys came looking for Jack...
1: He was long gone. Free again. As Daniel Defoe revealed to his readers...
3: Having now got clear of his prison, disguised in the gown, Outlaw Shepherd took a coach at the corner of the Old Bailey, ordering the coachman to drive to Blackfriars Stairs where his prostitute gave him the meeting. And they three took a boat and went ashore at the horse ferry in Westminster. At the White Hart they went in, drank and stayed some time. Thence they adjourned to a place in Hoban, where by the help of a saw he quitted the chains he had brought with him from Newgate, and like a freeman took his ramble through the city and came to Spitalfields, and there lay with Edgeworth Bess.
1: The sensible thing would have been to get as far away from London as possible.
0: Not our Jack the Lad.
1: A week after he escaped,
0: he walked right past the front of Newgate Jail,
1: down to Fleet Street,
0: and robbed the watchmakers of three silver watches.
1: By now, all the merchants of London were looking for Shepherd.
0: Mr. Kneebone mounted a permanent guard at his house for fear that Jack would revenge himself on the man who put him in prison.
1: And the jailkeepers of Newgate, shamed by the escape, had their networks searching the capital.
0: Eventually they tracked Jack down in Finchley.
1: Dressed in an outfit of butcher's clothes.
0: Stolen, of course.
1: He'd taken shelter in an old farmhouse stable. Hiding in a haystack. A farm girl caught sight of his feet poking out of the hay.
0: And Jack was welcomed back to Newgate.
1: He was put into the condemned hold and chained down to the floor with double basils about his feet.
0: Jack Shepherd was a tourist attraction.
1: The warders collecting money from visitors eager to see the most famous thief in Britain.
3: Diarist Erasmus Phillips wrote, Saw so in Newgate John Shepherd, the famous thief? Who had escaped so often out of prison? Cost me three and sixpence to see the rascal.
1: Jonathan Wilde was furious.
0: His reputation was at stake.
1: And the work he put into getting his £40 hanging bounty was at risk.
0: But the turnkeys were happy that Jack could not be sent to the gallows until after the next Old Bailey sessions.
1: Because the longer he was in prison, the more money they could make from their celebrity captive.
0: One morning they discovered Jack in his cell, having simply removed his chains.
1: And so the turnkeys put him in their strongest lockup.
2: The warders took the nails files and a saw what was given to me by the people what comes to visit and
0: took me to the castle the prison's worst cell on the third floor with no way out and the turnkey
1: fixes me with two sets of chains and tied me to the floor isolated and bound from head to toe
0: with the old Bailey sessions approaching
1: he either escaped or went to the noose. It's Thursday, the 15th of October, and Prisoner Jack has a visit from the jailer.
0: Alright, Jack. Your chain's comfortable, me little friend. Why don't you come back
2: this evening and see if I'm still here?
0: You may be clever, but you're not leaving here until you goes west. To Tyburn. <laughs>
1: Confident the warder would not come back, Jack makes his move.
0: First job, remove the handcuffs.
1: Hands now free, he unlocks the horse padlock on his feet. Still
0: bound to the floor by ankle fetters, he prizes apart a link from the chain.
1: And pulls the chains up his leg so they don't make a noise.
0: With no window to escape through,
1: Jack shimmies up the chimney, breaking the bricks inside. Putting his mattress
0: on the floor to muffle the falling debris.
1: Now he's on the top floor, facing a maze of corridors and six locked doors. It's night, pitch black. Using a nail to prise open one of the doors, he takes only seven minutes to break through.
0: And finds himself in the chapel.
1: Facing another enormous door.
0: But this door is not fixed with locks.
1: Instead, a giant seven-foot bar holds the reinforced door in place.
0: It's death or glory.
1: Determined to escape, Our tiny
2: Georgian superhero smashes through the door to break free. And
1: runs across the roof of the prison. To find
0: a 30-foot drop.
1: There's no way down.
0: He turns back.
1: Retraces his footsteps.
0: Back down the chimney
1: into his cell
0: grabs his blanket
1: races back again to the roof
0: he ties up his sheets and climbs
1: down landing onto the roof of a house that is locked up for the night he slides quietly into the house he waits and waits and when a maid opens the front door
0: he runs down the stairs
1: and out into the street running all night all the way to Tottenham
3: He is about five foot four inches high, twenty-two years of age, slender with a pale complexion, has an impediment or hesitation in his speech. Whoever will discover or apprehend him so that he be brought to justice shall have twenty guineas reward.
1: Jack was London's most wanted. The sensible
3: thing to do would be to stay out of town.
1: But as Defoe wrote...
3: Like a dog to vomit...
1: Jack heads back to his old stomping ground around Covent Garden and the Strand. Seeing
0: some smart clothes in a pawn shop, he robs them. Stealing a new suit, gold watch, new sword and diamond ring.
1: Bess was in jail for assisting his earlier escape, but Jack was not without company. I... Same for a good young woman who had long been the true mistress of my affections. His true mistress was not one.
0: But two prostitutes.
1: Both named Kate.
0: Jack hid out in a garret with the two Kates.
1: Except that he didn't stay hidden. Not Jack the lad. Dressed up in full style, he visits the inns and taverns. Until, at the Rosen Crown, the daughter of the landlord cashes in the bounty.
0: And once again, Jack is back in Newgate jail.
1: With a permanent guard watching him.
0: Day and night.
1: Jack is sent to Westminster.
0: So the King's judges can verify he is the person who was tried and condemned.
1: On the way back, crowds gather round his carriage.
0: And a riot breaks out.
1: People are hurt and crush.
2: With London in a frenzy for Jack, King George intervenes.
1: The monarch was worried that the people loved Jack more than him.
3: His Majesty, on being informed of the extraordinary escapes that Shepherd has made out of Newgate, and how very dangerous a person he is, has commanded that execution without delay be awarded against him.
1: The king wanted him gone. But not before
0: his royal artist, James Thornhill, could make a portrait of him.
1: Having sat for two pictures, Jack could die at the rope.
0: Or would he?
1: Jack was desperate to find an escape from the noose. In those days, there was no
0: hangman's drop to break your neck.
1: The condemned were strung up on a short rope.
0: Where they choked to death.
1: Over many long, excruciating minutes.
0: Hanging days were public holidays, with dozens of criminals dispatched in one session.
1: But Jack would have his own hanging day.
0: The route from Newgate to Tyburn was over two miles long.
1: Mobbed with the working men and women of London shouting for their hero.
0: Would he? Could he pull off one more great escape?
1: One group definitely wanted him alive.
0: If Jack lived... The tabloids had more stories.
1: Daniel Defoe and his publisher probably offered Jack a deal.
0: Arranging for him to be cut down, taken away and revived after the hanging.
1: When Jack arrived at Tyburn, the spectators went quiet.
0: The masked hangman was greeted with booze.
1: The rope was thrown over the bar. The noose
0: put around his neck.
1: He had to survive the strangulation.
0: As the cart pulled away, Jack started to choke.
1: And choke, until finally...
0: He stopped moving.
1: Then mayhem broke out.
0: A crowd surged forward.
1: People thought his body was being snatched away to be dissected by the surgeons.
0: Maybe Jack was alive when he was cut down.
1: But by the time the chaos stopped, he was gone
0: taken to St. Martin-in-the-Fields Church.
1: Jack was buried.
0: As Jack's body lay under St. Martin-in-the-Fields, his fame grew in the theatres around the church.
1: Dozens of plays recounted his life story. At one
0: point you could have attended a Jack Shepherd play every night for a week in the West End and still have three more left to see.
1: His story was told in the Beggars' Opera at the Lincoln's Inn Fields Theatre,
0: which became the second longest run in theatre history.
1: Affection held strong in the hearts of the people, who nicknamed him Honest Jack.
0: He was Britain's first celebrity.
1: Famous not for being an aristocrat, an actor or writer, but for being a working-class wide boy, a jailhouse Houdini.
0: His life immortalised in the eulogy spoken at St. Martin in the Fields.
3: What a melancholy consideration it is, that men should show so much regard for the preservation of a poor perishing body that can remain but a few years, a precious soul which must continue to the age of eternity. We have a remarkable instance of this in a notorious malefactor well known by the name of Jack Shepherd. What amazing difficulties has he overcome? What astonishing things has he performed for the sake of a stinking, miserable carcass hardly worth hanging? How dexterously did he pick the padlock of his chain with a crooked nail? How manfully did he burst his fetters asunder, climb up the chimney, wrench out an iron bar, break his way through a stone wall, and make the strong doors of a dark entry fly before him. Oh, that ye were all like Jack Shepherd! Mistake me not, I don't mean in a carnal, but in a spiritual sense. What a shame it would be if we should not think it worth our while to take as much pains and many deep thoughts to save our souls as he has done to preserve his body. Let me exhort ye then to open the locks of your hearts with the nail of repentance. Burst asunder the fetters of your beloved lusts. Mount the chimney of hope break through the stone wall of despair and the strongholds of the valley of the shadow of death. So shall you come to the door of deliverance from the prison of iniquity and escape the clutches of the devil."
0: This Extraordinary Stories of Britain podcast was written by Mark Zakian. It was narrated by Mark Zakian, Laura Adams from Women Inspire, with voices by Tony Lewis. There are more stories from history at our website, storiesofbritain.com. Please subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Facebook.